I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. On this podcast, rather than reviewing movies in terms of two thumbs up, two thumbs down, loved it or hated it, we look at them to discover what we can learn from them as screenwriters. We look at good movies, bad movies, movies that we loved, and movies that we hated. This podcast is provided totally free with no outside advertising, so if you enjoy it, please share with your friends and write us a review on iTunes. For a full transcript, please visit our website, writeyourscreenplay.com. In last week's podcast, we discussed the many differences between playwriting and screenwriting. So this week, we're going to be getting deeper into the craft of screenwriting, what it takes to write a script that actually succeeds on the page. As we talked about last week, writing a screenplay often takes more rewriting time than writing a play. And a big reason for that is that while most of a play exists in dialogue and develops over rehearsals and workshops, successful screenplays must exist in a far more finished form on the page. Technically, so much of rewriting for playwrights takes place during production in the rehearsal process, whereas most of rewriting a screenplay is going to take place before your movie is even sold or greenlit. And unlike literary managers at theaters who are often MFA or PhD graduates with a love of literature, degrees in theater, and a deep understanding of how plays function on the page, most screenplays are read by coverage readers or interns who not only have no training at all into how to read a screenplay, but at best are probably skimming your work for 50 bucks a script, which means that to succeed as a screenwriter... You've got to do a lot more than create a blueprint for success. You must, in fact, create a screenplay that fully demonstrates the experience of your movie for even the least trained reader, that transports them from reading to seeing, and that plays effortlessly in the little movie screen in their minds so that they can see, feel, and hear everything, just like if they were watching the film. So that is just something that you need to accept. In order to bring your screenplay to that level, you are going to need to do more rewrites. The good news is that the same rigor that you must bring to your craft in order to have commercial success as a screenwriter will also build you creatively as an artist. In order for your reader to see, feel, and hear everything, you are going to have to see, feel, and hear everything yourself. And that means developing both your art and your craft as a screenwriter. First, learning to step into each character and fully visualize each scene as an artist. And then developing the craft you need to translate what you see, hear, and feel into a form that others can easily understand. There is a different balance that all writers need to strike about how slowly you're going to work through your script or how quickly, how much time you're going to spend writing and how much you're going to spend rewriting. Last week, we discussed the example of a line of screenplay action like Mary is writing. We discussed how that might seem like a proper line of action, but in fact is not because it reveals nothing about Mary's character or what we're actually seeing on the screen. Rather than forcing us to get creative as screenwriters, a line like, Mary is writing, lets us off the hook creatively, and instead asks our reader to do our job, 
to do the creative act of making it look cool in their own head, a creative act that they are little prepared for. For action to function properly, you have to capture it in a way that allows the reader to visualize it instantly in the movie screen in their mind and tell themselves the story of your movie, your character, and your character's journey. As we discussed last week, you might see Mary's cracked fingernails click the keyboard, or you might see Mary's bejeweled hand sign a letter with a golden fountain pen. Completely different versions of Mary is writing. And each version reveals a completely different version of who Mary is and what Mary wants and what direction Mary's journey will take. So this is different for every writer, but the important thing, whenever you are writing, is this. As a screenwriter, you need to see, hear, and feel everything. And this is really the hardest part, because we have this urge to finish. And that urge to finish makes it really hard to actually see, feel, and hear everything. We want to put a band-aid on it. If you've ever had a fight with a loved one, you've probably had the same urge. I want the fight to end, and the desire for the fight to end doesn't allow you to actually see, hear, and feel what is actually going on. So you just keep glossing over it. And what happens is our little ADD minds want us to escape. Okay, over here. No, 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 look over here. No, 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 look over here. Because the other thing about seeing, hearing, and feeling everything is that it's scary. It's hard. And it's scary. It's hard because it requires a tremendous amount of focus, and it isn't a tool that we're used to using, especially in our ADD world, where we are used to stimuli coming at us from all over the place and constantly multitasking. It takes a certain stillness in the mind, a certain kind of meditation practice to actually do this, to see, hear, and feel everything. But the other thing is that when you start to pay attention... Emotional stuff comes up. So there's this first part that's just the practice. Building the practice of being able to maintain your focus and attention. And then there's another part, which is eventually your characters are going to show you everything that you don't like about yourself. They will also show you everything that you love about yourself, everything that is beautiful about you. They will show you things that are beautiful about you that you don't even know yet. But they're also going to show you all that stuff that you don't like. And when you see that stuff that you don't like about yourself, it is tough. It is emotional. And these emotions are going to come up in intense ways. And then there's another thing that comes up when you try to do this, which is a feeling of frustration. I can't see it. I can't see it clearly enough yet. I don't know it yet. And another type of frustration, which is, I see it clearly, but I can't get it onto the page in the way that I see it. And then there's yet another level of frustration. I got it on the page in the way I see it. But what if it isn't good? What if nobody else likes it? What if it isn't specific enough? What if it's cliche? What if it's boring? There are all these roadblocks in our way around this practice. So how do you approach it? There are a couple of different ways. And like with anything in screenwriting or in life, the path that you should take begins with your goal. If you don't know what your goal is, it is going to be very hard to know how to handle these obstacles. But these obstacles are only important in relation to your goal. 
So for example, if your goal is to finish, for most people, this is the wrong goal. For most people, it's the wrong goal in life and the wrong goal in screenwriting. And I say for most people, it isn't for all people. If your deadline is tomorrow, your goal should be to finish. If you are a person who never finishes anything, your goal should be to finish. It's much more important to be finished than good if you have trouble finishing. For most people, the urge to finish is not because they never finish anything and it's not because they have a deadline. It's because they don't want to do the hard work of seeing, hearing, and feeling everything. The emotional work of actually dealing with the problems in their script. If you went to see Yo-Yo Ma at Carnegie Hall and Yo-Yo was just like, dude, I got to get to the end of this performance, it probably wouldn't give you a very good experience. You'd probably feel a little ripped off. And yet so many writers hope that they can rush to the end of their screenplay and somehow get that big financial payoff, that big Academy Award, that big boost in their career or change in their life somehow imagining that no one's going to notice their rushed performance because the idea is good or the talent is there. When the truth is, we're in an extraordinarily competitive industry. And there are other writers out there who are doing that work. Which means if you want to get where you're going, you've got to concentrate on being where you are. If you rush your early stuff to get to the finish... Here's what's actually going to happen. No one is going to read to the finish. You're going to have this great ending that nobody gets to. Because your early stuff wasn't really working. If your beginning doesn't grab the reader from the very first page and make them see, feel, and hear the story in your head, for all intents and purposes, your ending doesn't exist because nobody is going to read it. They're going to stop reading in the first 10 pages during all your boring setup. So if your goal is to finish, you want to ask yourself, why is my goal to finish? If your goal is to finish, you want to ask yourself, Am I rushing this or is this a real need? One of the ways that I deal with this for myself is to set deadlines for everything. I love deadlines because deadlines let me know when I have time and when I need to rush. But for these deadlines to work, they have to be reasonable deadlines. If you're telling yourself, I'm going to finish my script this weekend, guess what? Unless you're very close to finished already, you're probably lying to yourself. And even if you do beat the odds, you probably won't have gotten much value out of it. But if you say, okay, I have six months to finish my first draft, I have a year to finish my first draft, and I'm going to turn in these pages to my mentor each week and make sure that I'm on track, that is real time and that gives you a real chance to succeed. Then you can start to break it up. Okay, I've got a month to just play around with these characters. I've got two weeks to find the hook and the structure. I've got a month to work on act one. You can figure it out in that way and give yourself a real chance to succeed. Setting deadlines as a screenwriter begins by understanding what is important to you as an artist. What do you need most creatively right now? to get where you need to go. When I was living in Los Angeles, I produced and directed a play called The Sound of a Voice by David Henry Wong. It was a short play, but a pretty complicated piece. And we were 
performing it as a fusion of theater and modern dance. So I integrated a bunch of cool dance stuff into this short play, and it was a really complicated little piece. And during our rehearsal process, I spent the first two-thirds of rehearsal all on the first half of the play. And my actors kept on getting nervous. We don't even have blocking for the second half. We're getting close to the deadline. We haven't even worked through the second half. And I kept saying to them, I know, but once you really understand the first half, the second half is going to make so much more sense. And until you really understand what you guys are doing in the first half, you aren't going to understand the second half, whether we block it or not. And that's exactly what happened. We finally found the point where they fully understood the first half, and then we got through the second half in a week. And it was easy, because all that foundation had already been laid. Which is one of the reasons why it is so important to see, hear, and feel everything at the beginning. It's most important not to rush the beginning. As you start to get closer to the end, you know more and it's easier to move faster because you've already got so much stuff that's already happened. But at the beginning, when you haven't seen, felt, and heard everything, you don't have a lot to work with. And so that get to know you time is so, so, so important. So I like to use deadlines to kind of focus that for me. For any draft that I'm going to be working on, I'm going to have a goal for that draft. And that goal will drive the goal of my whole screenplay. If you've taken my Write Your Screenplay class, you've heard me talk about the importance of the me draft in your script. The draft where you say, fuck the audience, and just concentrate on taking yourself and your character on a journey. And you see, that's actually a way of setting a goal. It isn't true that I'm not thinking at all about the audience draft when I write that me draft. That's impossible. It isn't true that I'm not thinking about the producer draft or the reader draft as I write that me draft. That's impossible as well. But it means that every time my thought starts to stray to the audience or the producer or the reader, I go back to the real goal, just like you do in a meditation. I say to myself, let me bring it back. What is really important right now is connecting, seeing, feeling, and hearing everything. Remember, every editing technique is simply a tool that you use to help translate what you see, hear, and feel for the audience. But sometimes we confuse these tools with the actual work of writing. Slowing ourselves down to a crawl, trying to do it right, and trying to shape our work before we even have it on the page. If this is what's happening for you, try this trick. Write fast, edit slow. This keeps you from turning off the spigot of your creativity until you see what you're actually working with. Then you can look at it and evaluate what's really happening what's working and what's not, and what tools you need to shape that raw material into a form that others can fully experience. If your writing is working, then don't use any tools. Don't worry about editing. Don't fix it if it ain't broke. If it's coming out and feels connected and it's making you laugh, it's making you cry, you like what you're seeing, it's progressing, you aren't stuck, you aren't doing the same thing again and again and again, don't change anything, just do it. But if you start to feel stuck, if you start to wonder, am I ever going to get to the end? If you start to feel that way, 
use the write fast, edit slow technique. Write fast, edit slow doesn't mean that I am blowing through my whole draft. This means I'm working scene by scene, allowing a draft to flow out of me, where I'm not worrying if it's good, where I'm just like, pa 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 just blowing it out. I'm not rushing, but I'm also not allowing myself to stop writing. If I run out of things to say, I'll just keep writing the last line until the next one comes. I'm not crossing out. I'm not judging or evaluating or improving. I'm not editing anything. Oftentimes, I don't do this on a computer. I do this by hand, where I'm just writing everything down. I'm still seeing, feeling, and hearing everything, but I'm trying to speed up the pace. And why am I trying to speed up the pace? I'm trying to get past my inner sensor. I'm trying to get past that inner part of me that thinks that I'm not good enough. If I feel like I can't figure out the ending, I'll ask myself, let's do the bad version. What's the worst possible version of the ending? And I'll blow that out as quickly as I can. If I feel like I can't figure out a line, I'll write the worst version of the line. If I can't find the image, I'll write the worst version of the image, the scene, the character, or every possible version until I know what it's not and start to discover what it is. When you're feeling stuck, play towards your strengths. But remember that wrestling with your weaknesses will also show you who you really are as a screenwriter. In my early career, I found action the hardest part of screenwriting. I came from a playwriting background and felt very comfortable with character and dialogue, but action scared the crap out of me because I felt like I didn't have the experience or the craft to get it on the page the way I wanted it. For this reason, I often started with dialogue and then I kind of went back and found the action later. Often on a day when I didn't feel inspired to write anything new, I'd go back and slowly crunch on the action, slowly figuring it out line by line by line, not even worried about the final product as much as building the muscles of my craft, getting that stuff into my body, just like we now do for our students in our Write Your Screenplay Level 2 classes here at the studio. As I became more comfortable with my craft... I found that I didn't need to separate action and dialogue anymore. In fact, that thinking about those things separately was no longer necessary. Because writing this way was no longer a conscious process. It had worked its way into the subconscious part of my mind, and it didn't take so much effort anymore. Now I could find in one image what used to take me many pages of dialogue. And because I had the strong images early, it was so much easier to find the good images later. But here's what's important to understand about this process. In an early draft, I'm still not worried about whether the audience can see it. I'm worried about whether I see it. I'm not worried in that early draft whether people really understand what I see, but I do want to make sure there is an action. By which I mean that the character's action is rooted in active verbs, that they're actually doing something all the time. So if I see something in my mind's eye that is static or descriptive or not active, if I see that Dan is wearing a paisley shirt, I'm going to find an action to capture it. For example, Dan buttons his paisley shirt. 
Later, if it's really important that they understand that the shirt is blue with orange flowers, I'll find a way to weave that in. Or if it's really important that they understand Dan's aggression or his peace or his meditative practice, I'll go back and I'll clean up the execution later. And that way I can feel the progress as I rewrite. So, If you are feeling uncomfortable, go where you are strong. If you feel great about dialogue, just blow out some freaking dialogue. Or some people hate dialogue. So if you hate dialogue and you aren't feeling strong, blow out some action. Do whatever comes easy first. If you start to feel like you're in a rut, switch it up. Do the opposite. Meaning if dialogue comes really easy to you, okay. Take it away. Write the scene only in action. And then go back and write it with dialogue and action. But don't let yourself rest on your laurels. The best screenwriters aren't content with what they can already do. They're always looking to grow, both in their art and in their craft. Always looking for mentorship. Always looking for someone to push them further. I don't know any way to do the editing part fast. I wish I did. It takes hours. Sometimes a page is a whole day of work. There are days where it comes faster and there are days where it's just plain painful. But I know that neither my art nor my craft would be where they are today if it weren't for the mentors who pushed me, who taught me to challenge myself, who showed me how to do the things that I couldn't discover for myself. And even still, just like you, there are certain days where I don't know what the fuck happens in my script. Those are great days to edit slow. Those are great days to go back and do it and focus on building your craft, on developing that one skill that's holding you back. So it comes faster and easier the next time. I just think of it as crunch work. All right, I'm just going to go crunch today because I don't even feel like writing. I'm just going to do cleanup duty. And what ends up happening is soon you'll get past crunching and you'll start to get creative. It's just a way of gentling yourself in. I call this creative procrastination. Okay, I don't really feel like writing today, so I'm going to go do the dishes. Focusing on cleanup duty in your script is a way of doing the dishes in the script rather than in the sink. So that even your procrastination starts to serve your story, starts to gentle you back into the writing process. There are also times to write slowly. The most important thing in writing is always connection. So sometimes I will slow down my writing if I feel like I am disconnected. Connection can be I'm doing the bad draft and writing down badly everything I see, hear, and feel. That's a form of connection. I'm doing the worst possible version. I'm doing the version of the scene that I fear. That's also a way of connecting. Even if you're connecting with the stuff that's bad, that's great. But if you feel disconnected, you may need to slow down. Whereas if you feel overly censored, you need to speed up. So, for example, if you're writing something and you don't believe a word your character is saying, then maybe you need to speed up so that they just start to say some random shit. But it also may be that you need to slow down and really just listen to them. To ask yourself, how did they say hello differently from any other character? 
To connect to them fully, you might need to ask yourself, where are they coming from? And what was their day like? And what went wrong? And what does their foot feel like on the ground? And where is the pain in their body? And what is the temperature of the room around them? And how sweaty are they? And is their t-shirt itchy? And what is the dream they had last night? And what is the dream that they had for how this conversation was going to go? And what is their plan? And what is their fear? And what is their self-doubt that's playing in their head? You see what I'm doing? I'm just stepping in. And when I step in, I'm going to step into different modalities. I'm going to step into seeing and hearing and feeling. You can also even step into taste and smell. Those don't often make the script because they're internal, but you can ask yourself, what's the taste of their lunch in their mouth right now? What are the smells in the air? You can get really tactile. And all these things allow you to step into your characters. And then you can allow yourself to hear, just slow down and hear the line of dialogue that they say. What do I hear them say? I hear them say, red handkerchiefs are better than blue ones. Why the hell did they say that? Who cares? You just heard the real line. You slowed yourself down and you heard the line and now you must simply accept that line as true. You'll figure out what it means later. And that's what's going to make the writing of the scene so exciting. If you're feeling censored, you know what I mean. Oh, great. Red handkerchiefs are better than blue. What are you, fucking serious? That doesn't make sense. No one talks like that. That isn't right. That's wrong. You aren't good enough. This scene sucks forever. You're such a fraud. Maybe you should have been an investment banker. If that kind of censorship is going on, you probably need to speed up. You probably need to speed up. You need to blow out the fastest version of the draft because you are censoring all the joy out of your writing and with it, any hope of real connection. So when that happens, speed up, write it bad, like really bad, because then you can go back and work on that very bad scene and now use your internal censor to start to make the bad better. But you've still got to make sure that internal censor doesn't cut out all the really good stuff. Often, newer writers, when they go back to edit, will actually cut out their very best lines because those are the lines that make them feel uncomfortable, exposed, vulnerable, the lines that they haven't seen in other people's screenplays, the lines that come directly from their soul. So if you're not working with someone who can help you identify those lines, you've got to be really careful about this. If your sensor is really active today, you're probably better off working on something you wrote a little while ago. Because otherwise, you're going to end up taking all the good stuff out of the scene that you wrote quickly. In the first draft, never cut weird stuff. In fact, never cut anything. If your sensor is hot, never cut anything that makes you uncomfortable. Never cut anything that creates a strong emotional reaction. Not on the first day. Sure, cut the stuff where you have no emotional reaction. Cut the stuff where you're like, blah. But if you feel like, oh my God, I am such an asshole, keep that line. Because that might be the line where something real resides. You may just need a day or two to see it and potentially some help to translate it into a form that actually makes sense for an audience. Like most writers, I am a terrible perfectionist. I always see the room for improvement. Good enough is never, ever good enough for me. I'm always trying to push everything to the next level. And for me, like for many writers, this can get in the way of finishing. 
And this is why deadlines are so important because you need to know when it is done enough. Otherwise, it will be 42 years from now and you'll still be working on the same darn script. Especially if you have that perfectionist thing that I have. So there are times in my script when I know I need to go back and rewrite the first 10 pages, first 30 pages. Those pages are going to get rewritten the most because they're the foundation. They're the soil out of which everything else grows. And as you learn what happens later, you start to figure out what actually has to go earlier. But sometimes I get into a loop where I'm writing those first 30 pages forever. And I think that those pages need to be fixed, but really it's my fear of what comes next. Really it's my fear of writing that final scene or my fear of writing the climax or my fear of fully building that structure or that relationship only to find out that it doesn't work. And sometimes my fear of finishing goes like this. Oh my God, I'm going to finish this and then I'm going to have to send it out and then I'm going to get all this negative feedback and then I'm going to have to deal with people who say they're going to read it and don't read it. And then I'm going to be like, do I have to call them? Should I call them? So there's all this pressure. And sometimes that means I'm afraid of finishing. If I find myself in a loop where I'm doing the same thing and it doesn't serve me, there are three different ways that I deal with that. The first is this, I use these wonderful yellow pads and what I'll do is as I work on my script, I'll write all the changes I plan to make on the yellow pad. I'm going to go back through and I'm going to clean up all the images. I'm going to make sure that Dan's shirt is clearly established. I'm going to figure out whether Mary's nails are cracked or not. But for right now, I'm going to decide that the nails are beautifully polished so that I can build on that later as if it were true. Or I'm going to restructure the relationship with the father. I thought they were going to start off really fragmented, but I've decided they're actually going to start off connected and the fragmentation is going to happen later. He's going to start off thinking he wants to be like his dad and then realize he doesn't. So I'm going to rewrite the beginning to show he's trying to emulate his father in the same way. So, okay, now I have all this stuff written down in my yellow pad and I pull that page out. I print out a rough draft of the script and I just pop that yellow pad page right in. I pop it right in at the end of the section that I'm going to rewrite in the future. And then I keep writing forward as if those revisions had already happened. Sometimes I'll do this inside the script, but I like using the yellow pad because I don't actually like editing inside my scripts. I like editing from a blank page. So I'll usually print out my script, write a bunch of notes, and then either write from memory or if I can, or if I just can't bear it, which often I can't, I'll retype. And that forces me to make all those decisions again. So that's why I use this yellow pad idea. So I have all those notes to reference as I rewrite or as I retype. And what that does for me is it keeps me moving forward even as I rewrite so that I don't feel like I'm just going to be in the same circle again. Maybe it's about this. Maybe it's about that. Maybe it's about this. Maybe it's about that forever and ever and ever. And then sometimes I realize, oh my God, I was wrong. So whoop, I just pull the paper out. No, actually I was right at the beginning. He doesn't need to be estranged from his dad because I thought it was going to go different on page 60, but then something unexpected happened. And I just save myself all that rewriting work. So that's one technique I use. The second technique I use if I'm feeling like I'm in a rut is to allow myself to rewrite as much as I want. But I always must write one new page. So long as I write the next scene, the next one page, so long as I do the one thing that progresses the story forward, then I can go back and fiddle with one line for a whole day if I want. But each writing episode must forward the script just a little bit. 
that prevents me from that feeling of being stuck in a rut. And then the last thing is to be really firm on your deadlines. No matter what, just plan that you aren't going to do anything but write the week before you hit your deadline. Because no matter how much time you give yourself as you get near the finish, you're going to be rushing and it isn't going to be perfect. And you're going to have more work than you can possibly do in the time that you have. But you must finish by your deadline. Because if you don't, you won't finish it. It can be a really shitty draft, but you've got to get it done. Because this is how you're going to build your success as a writer. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Again, we make this podcast available totally free and with no outside advertising. So if it was helpful for you, please share with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and write us a review. It really does make a big difference. You can also get a complete transcript of this podcast on our website, writeyourscreenplay.com. And if you'd like to study with me in New York City, online, on one of our international retreats, or one-on-one as part of our ProTrack mentorship program, you can learn more on our website, writeyourscreenplay.com. Mm-hmm.